Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside, inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 1057 The Fan. Hey, y'all ain't got to leave Tennessee, but y'all got to get out of my house. Get out my house. Oh, that's too f***ing Whoa. 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 All right, listen up. Listen up. Couple things. Couple things. Not, 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 I don't have to say a lot. First off, always respect a good opponent. Okay, make sure you do that. Okay, now, I want every camera turned off. Every every one of them turned off. Turned off. Okay. Right now. The Titans. Ah, highlight from last night's 30 for 30 bullies of Baltimore. That was the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, Brian Billick. And we head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline where Brian Billick joins us now. And coach, thank you as always for joining us. We were talking to Kadri Ishmael earlier in the show about that Titans rivalry where young Ravens fans don't know from that because they're not no longer in the same division. But it was super heated and, and uh, you guys definitely got the best of them that year. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a, a fun rivalry because it was so heated. Because and not quite what you know Pittsburgh and everything that goes along with that. But it was interesting while they were in the division. That was the old AFC uh, Central, wasn't it? Where we had uh, the existing four teams. Then you had Jacksonville and and Tennessee as well. And it seems like we always rivaled one another in terms of making a run for the playoffs. Meaning when we were good, they were good. And when we weren't as good, they weren't as good compared to Pittsburgh, which, you know, every year, it's uh, every game, it's, it's tough. But, uh, yeah, it was a great rivalry and, uh, and, and very uh, not beyond taking some shots right, you know, there and here. So that was, that was fun, too. Brian, the Titans rivalry was great. They didn't necessarily touch on this game in the 30 for 30 last night. But how big was that win in Baltimore over the Jags as kind of a turning point for the franchise because you guys hadn't beat Jacksonville yet. Exactly right. Everybody talked about the Jacksonville rivalry, and, and I had to remind them, well, it's not a rivalry when, when you've gotten your ass kicked every year. Uh, and they hadn't beaten them. And so for, from the Jacksonville standpoint, we were just another team. Uh, but so it was big it, to get over that hurdle. Uh, and then in the way we did it, uh, what, we were down by 24, 25, 27, something like that. 
uh, and and to come back and win it the way we did very much put an imprint on that team, not only because it was Jacksonville, not only was it because it's the first time we'd ever beaten them, but in the way we had come back and beaten them. Coach, in, in reliving this in a couple of different instances, right, obviously through the event at the Meyerhoff, now through the unveiling of the documentary, have you gone back in your mind and, and said, why didn't I maybe make that quarterback change sooner? Or, I know they touched on it there, but I guess who, who when you find – do you remember, I guess, the meeting that you had and maybe there were some players you'd already talked to? Obviously there were. And and maybe it was a personnel meeting where you, you – you, you know what I mean? Where you finally were like, this this has to happen for good. Well, you know, it was prompted by the game when Tony threw the, the, mm-hmm. the last of his interceptions that we made the change in the game. At that point, there was no going back. You know, when you make a change at a quarterback position on something along those lines um, – there was, you know, there was no reinserting Tony at that point, uh, which he had loved to have done to give him a chance to kind of work himself back. But Trent went in and, and uh, obviously we began to hit a rhythm and Trent really was the perfect quarterback for that team, recognizing that, you know, we were going to win with defense, run the ball, not turn the ball over. Uh, and, you know, obviously the rest is history, as they say. But there was really at that point, it wasn't necessarily an order. You know, typically when you make a move, at the quarterback position, it is an organizational yeah. decision. But that one was pretty – that was kind of uh, cast in stone once we had made the change during the game. We're talking to former Ravens coach Brian Billick. It's inside access here on the fan. Coach, take us back to that playoff game in Tennessee. And before the game, you're standing there on the sidelines and on the video. And I, I remember being there with my dad. They play the, the video of you in the locker room after the regular season game and with the with the Sports Illustrated. And then you had to talk to Bri- uh, Bonnie Bernstein a little later. And you seem not too happy with all that. Well, no, it was just, to me, it was a cheap shot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get it. I, I get the rivalry and everybody's fired up and whatever. Uh, but then they throw that montage. It was funny afterwards because whether it was Jeff Fisher or Jeff Diamond, who was the head of the organization, every no one laying claim to it. You know, it was like, well, I didn't know they were doing that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you know, it was, but, but it was in keeping with the rivalry. You know, they were a team that was picked to, you know, they'd come, they were the best team in the league. Everybody believed that. That's why we were playing there. They had home field advantage throughout. There was no way we were going to beat them again, even though we had beaten them previously in that stadium. The first loss they had had in that stadium. And they just kind of really believed, no, nah, no, nah, these guys are, aren't going to come in and do this again. Uh, and, uh, and we did. You were talking on the panel last night, Brian, just about coaches. You naturally don't want to provide bulletin board material, but you and your team were not exactly shy with the media. Did you ever mind all of the talking? No, because a lot of it never, you know, very rarely was it aimed at the other team. You know, even Shannon, who's brilliant at it, you know, and did just such a phenomenal job. Um, so, yeah, and, and we had long passed, you know, the old bulletin board materials been placed by the internet where it's limitless and there's going to be something. So, yeah. And that was this team. This was a team that, uh, you were going to walk it and talk it and, and get it done. And as long as they continue to get it done, they would, they understood they were putting pressure on themselves that way. Uh, but they stepped up to the, to the responsibility and got it done. The second season, you know, the season after, obviously was a, was successful. You you had a couple of, of of catastrophic injuries you had to overcome, and then there was this big change at quarterback with with Elvis. 
Was there a point in time, Coach, where you 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 kind of felt like this might not be the long term solution? I mean, I don't think anybody thought he was going to walk away from the game at the end of the year. But I, I remember being at the Cleveland game. There were there were just sort of parts that you talked about what a fit Trent was. You know what I mean? There were certain times you'd look at Elvis and what they needed the you guys needed the quarterback to be versus what was happening, and maybe there was like a disconnect there. Well, yeah, you got to give Elvis a great deal of credit. He came into a tough situation replacing a Super Bowl winning quarterback and performed very, very well. Keep in mind, you know, remember, as you said, you know, we lost Jamal Lewis. Uh, uh, Seriously? Uh, yeah, you know, and and so we were going to have to throw the ball to have any kind of success. That's why we, at the end of the day, organizationally made the decision to make the change of quarterback. Uh, because we knew it was going to be very tough to just repeat as the greatest single-season defense, run the ball, and certainly when Jamal went down. Yeah. Uh, so it was a good thing that we did, and, and people have got to remember that, yeah, we did win and go on and, 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 and win on the road in the playoffs. Uh, no, it was a surprise. No, we, we didn't sign Elvis thinking he was going to be the answer for the next five, ten years, but he seemed to be the best option at the time mm-hmm. and what was available – um, but no, him him deciding to quit at the uh, end of the season and retire, I should say, um, no, that caught us all by surprise. Coach, uh, last night became sort of a tribute to Tony Saragusa uh, and, and his passing about a, I guess, a month after the event at the Meyerhoff. Just, uh, I just curious to get your thoughts on Goose, who uh, never never seems shy. No, and and was kind of the heart and soul and, and uh, the character of that team, you know, Goose was, you're right. It was, it was all about uh, being up front and all about Goose. And, uh, but at the end of the day, it really all came about the team. And, and if that night people will remember that were there, Goose was probably the most emotional and eloquent about always bringing it back to the models, the team, everybody involved, uh, you know, not just the guys who were sitting on that stage, not just the, 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 the faces of the franchise, but all the way down through the ranks. And, and Tony, uh, Tony was very much that way, was always just that common man kind of guy and uh, was very fitting. And, and uh, it was, you know, it is, it's very emotional to think that was the last time we were going to see Goose. And the way, you know, you were busting chops right from the get-go and the guys were going after him, one another, which was always great fun. And Tony was the, the, the leader of it, so to speak. Um, and to, to then, uh, in a very short period of time, losing. Brian, you went from a 180, 1998, the Vikings' highest-scoring offense in his, history of football at that time, to the ground-and-pound defense, and there's always the clips of you on the sideline talking about it, you'll never pass the ball again if you win a Super Bowl that way. <laughs> was it hard to embrace that style of play? It was only in the sense that, that you, and again, given my background and where it had come from and where the league was, was that, that you, you, in order to win a championship, you were going to have to have a certain presence offensively. And we didn't. And so, so to finally embrace that, well, wait a minute now, looking at the landscape of the league and the way things were going, that, yeah, given what's going on in the league right now, we can win with this defense. And I think we were second in the league in rushing that year. So we did some good things, and we didn't turn the ball over for the most part. Um, and, and finally recognizing that the circumstances were such that that formula 
could win a championship as it did and as it really did for the next couple championships. So, you know, we were in that void of great quarterback play. We were transitioning out mm. of, of the Montanas and the Marinos and the Elways and, and the like, and uh, uh, the Aikmans. And we had not yet come into uh, the Peyton Mannings and breezes and, and Rogers and all that, uh, you know, level of quarterback. So we were in that transition period. Um, and so our championship, I think Tampa's and New England's, um, were all based around that same formula of, you know what, you, maybe you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, but if you play smart football, run the ball, play great defense, you can win a championship. Coach Brian Billick, thank you so much for spending some time with us thank today. You, we sir. appreciate it. All right, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.